Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode 27, the one where safety is no joke. What's up? Hey, just trying not to blow away here in Kansas. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Whitney and I just were talking about our weather and we are getting the remnants of crystal ball, the tropical depression. So we are getting just dumped with rain, but it could be worse. Like west of us is getting two to four inches and we're only getting one to one and a half inches. So I guess if you look at it in that light, it's not as bad. Keep sending it further west. No you know? kidding. Oh, just, <laughs> just the state of Missouri. Oh, and we've been hundreds and wind, like solid, really hard wind the last week. Like today we have chances of 90 mile an hour gusts. It's insane. That's like, that's like tornado level wind. Yeah, and it is coming from the north northwest, which that is like Tornado Alley. But, whew, that wind is an easy way to just ruin your day. Right. Do you guys get tornadoes? Uh, every once in a while. We're we're kind I'm, of in a, a fairly popular tornado, like midsummer, southern Missouri, that Oklahoma, southern Missouri, Arkansas, that gets hit so hard with like ice and tornadoes. Those are like it's two weather big things, but we, um, we do get tornadoes pretty often here. Uh, we have like the last one we had, I was pregnant with Layton. Oh yes. That's been like a hot second. Right. But we've had the perfect weather, like the perfect storm, like the heat and then like that humidity coming down. Yep. So luckily we, we haven't had one cause I am terrified of those. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's not fun. Like I brought red, <laughs> we had one last year. It was so bad and coming like literally it was like for coming for Farber is like a really close town to us and we are not very far from there. And so I'm like, Jordan, we're getting right down from, uh, upstairs. Like worst case scenario, I'm going to go run downstairs because like I can't, it was giving me such high anxiety. So anyways, Um, weather is sucky for both of us today in different regards. Should we do a review? Yeah, that sounds good. When I first read this, I thought it said Katy Perry, and I'm like, holy crap, Katy Perry listens. <laughs> but it's Kate Petty, and it says, so much yes. I just found this podcast yesterday, and I'm obsessed. Keep it up. The women in ag need this. I think it's so cool that people are still just now finding us. I know, I know. And I think as the, I mean, people continue to share, which is great, so we really appreciate that, and definitely connect us with other farm wives like yeah reviews connect us with other people because we um i feel like actually this week i've gotten more messages of farm wives reaching out about um like how our lives are comparable in the loneliness and stuff like that too and so then that makes me think like okay well we still are definitely making an impact so it's cool we'll keep jabbering with each other (laughs) I'm i'm here for it me too so recap the last two weeks, I put gardening, gophering, and gaining more faith. And then also cultivating courage happened, which was a hit. So good. Yeah. I'm, we're looking forward to hearing more reviews. So if you have already listened to all of our stuff, like me personally, message me and tell me what you thought of my talk because it was off the cuff. I had written notes. It took oh, it was horrible to edit. 
Um, but I'd love to. Kylie had a bad time getting it to us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like for whatever reason, and someone technologically more savvy than I am could tell me it like the video was just taken on my phone and then it like blew up as far as like the size of it. And so to send a large file, it was just not, not good. Not good. And it, it wasn't even that long. Like all of ours are 30 minutes. Right. I know it was a nightmare, such a nightmare, but it got sent. Yes. So yeah, I got my garden planted. I've been staying up on my weeds. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Been gophering for Bart. He's been super busy spring before this week of wind. And then we also started silage harvest. So yeah, it's been happening. It's crazy that silage harvest is already right now. Like we're talking. Well, before. it's just spring. No spring. So it's Trudy Kaylee. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I'm like, dang, like that's fast. Yeah. That corn grew fast. You guys have better weather than us. Our corn's like ankle high right now. Oh my, ours is like six inches. Yeah, it's not very big. Yeah. So yeah, we've been busy. Um, so we got back to planting. It's hard to remember when the last episode was. We did get a chance to get back to planting, I think for three or four days. We put in about 700 acres and we decided that we have about 500 acres to replant of corn and it's just getting really late. Like June is, our crop insurance date is May 31st and the later it gets, the less likely you have great yields. And, and you, you know, do you, does the rain turn off in July and you get nothing? And then it's just one of those things. So you start really playing that game. So we had a few good days. Our northern central farms couldn't really run, but we had some farms south and some farms east. And then we had a little storm that was supposed to blow up. It was supposed to give us like a half inch of rain. In two days, we had over two inches, like 2.4 inches of rain, of just like nasty rain, like hard beat on your windows, a little bit of hail, like it just was not fun. And so that definitely put us out of the field locally. But again, those farms south of town and these two farms east of town did not get but a 10th or two. And so it was actually really, really the perfect rain as much as I complained about it because it didn't allow us to do stuff here, but it allowed us to like refocus our energy on replanting some corn at our other farm. And otherwise we would have been trying to go ahead and finish soybean planting and be replanting. And we just didn't have like the mentality, manpower, to be the, able, yeah, the manpower, right. anything to be able to do both well and efficiently. And so it allowed us to like, just take a break on soybeans. We're not late on soybeans yet. I mean, they need to get in the ground. God, listen up. Um, but I know it's fine. I'm on the path that I'm meant to be on. <laughs> But, uh, so then again, it got drier. So we were able to replant the corn down at our, um, Eastern farm. We got our beans are coming up at our Southern farm and everything around here for the most part is coming up. And now we're just sitting here for the rest of the day in crystal balls, nice yep. steady rain since like 6am. That's us. Everything came up good. We had a good enough profile from some moisture that we had like 60 days ago. Right. But but it's getting to the point now with this heat and this wind that we really, really need a rain. So when I say gaining more faith, it's been lots of prayers. Well, and that stinks because you guys didn't end up planting your dryland corn, right? We did do some, but we didn't do as much as we would have liked to. And we also have some corners that we didn't plant because it's just so dry. Like it's yeah. unimaginably dry. But it is what it is. So yeah, I agree. It's, it is what it is, right? Like we have no control over the weather. So yeah, Bart and I had to talk about that the other day. 2020 has been hard and it's like, we cannot control any of it. We're just going to have to keep pushing through and doing what we can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So we've just been doing all the things we did get to go camping once 
couple weekends ago, Memorial Day weekend, we did venture away from the farm. We were too wet and that was fun. Um, but otherwise we're just, I'll be ready for planning to be done because it just keeps dragging on. Yeah. So I'm glad we're done. Uh, our kids also camped out in the backyard. I was very impressed. They made it all stinking night. That is impressive. I'm not going to lie. It was also really, really hot out. So it was pretty impressive. <laughs> they even slept in. Layton didn't wake up till like 1030. Bless her heart. Okay. So this episode is all about safety. Yeah. We, we had this, I think episode eight, I was looking back through notes, like we were going to do a safety episode and we just weren't equipped enough. And so Whitney's been doing safety Sunday now for multiple Sundays, countless Sundays. So she's kind of compiled some of her favorite tips that are from her farm or that people have given her. I have a couple that I want to add, and then we're going to talk at the end about propane safety. Um, so I guess let's just jump right in. Okay. So I'm just kind of kind of read these because that's how people just send them in to me. So if anyone ever has anything to offer, just send it my way because I, I share every Sunday. So a big one around here, um, PTO safety. Um, I really believe in letting your children know what a PTO is, what it does, and how dangerous it is. So we had like a five-year-old boy get caught in it last year, and he oh. got so tangled. He, I mean, he it was awful. He died. And it was like a local town. So it was just after that, we were like, you guys need to know that this is what this is. You never touch it. You never go around it. And so our kids like have the fear of God in them over that. Okay, and then so, also- so Hold on. The PTO, that's like- what hooks up, like if you have a brush cutter or a piece of equipment, that's what hooks from the equipment into the tractor. And then and it, it spins. spins extremely fast. Yes. Okay. I was, so, I was so like for myself have, and for yes. listeners who may not know what that is. So if you have an older tractor, like some of them don't have covers, which the cover isn't going to save you, but the cover, some of them have covers, some don't. But anyway, it's extremely dangerous. My dad, when he, so my backstory, like I didn't come from a farming family, but my dad growing up worked for a farm and he always talks about how he had a pair of jeans that were a little bit big. And so that's another huge thing is no loose, like super loose clothing. He had the bottom of his jeans got caught in it and it just, it completely ripped his whole pants off. Like it was well, that insane. Right. He's and lucky it, it didn't like pull him in, you know, into it and get his body caught in. Yeah. And it did scrape his legs up really bad before somebody got it stopped. But it's like, that's how fast that can happen. Cause that was a matter of seconds that it ripped those off. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's so many farming is such a crazy accident. Like it just is, I got a, a statistic here in a second, but go ahead while I find it. So then also we, on our irrigation motors, it's just like a vehicle motor so it has a drive line on it same type of thing it spins behind the motor and you like some we don't have any covers on ours I know some people do have covers but it's like that is also another thing the other day Bodie and I we were checking wells and I explained to him like never ever go around this so I really believe that if you like tell your kids that that's scary and that's like a no-no right away that they're gonna understand that it's scary. Like if you, if you seem scared yourself, then, then, then I'll know. Yeah. And it even goes, this is not farm related, but like outlets and stuff like that. Like my kids have, I've caught them trying to plug something in because they see Jordan and I doing it, even though we have outlet covers. Um, and so that's They're one of those. Peel off. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of the. Oh, Reese has her, she woke up. We're recording in the morning and her both of her legs are stuffed into one leg of her underpants. 
That's a bad day. Oh She's no, just I'm really sorry. I'm on backwards. <laughs> she was but trying. Yeah. So I think that my point was, is that you have to explain like the danger of it, but then you also have to put it like in their level. Like that could hurt you very, very badly. It could put you into a hospital. And even though they're four and two, like my kids, they don't understand what the hospital means, but I try to make it like as like scary. very as clear as you can to that age. Right. right. Not scary in a way that we don't ever go there, but in a scary way that we don't want to go there. Right. Right. So then another one is to carry children's chewable Benadryl in your farm vehicles or have it at your house because if you get bit by a rattlesnake, the number one thing that they say is a big issue is the swelling. So they say you can swell so fast before you can get to a hospital to get antivenom that that's like the one of the things that you can lose a limb or die or anything. So I had a, a several nurses tell me that children's Benadryl. So we bought up some Benadryl and have it everywhere well, now. Here's the thing. First of all, Jordan saw this on your story on Sunday and Jordan goes, Oh heck no. <laughs> like he hates snakes. And so totally. he was like, he was like, I don't want to live anywhere where they are, which we actually have rattlesnakes here, but not like you're going to walk over one in the field. Like we do have them. You could, you might, they're mostly down kind of toward the river, like Creek bottoms and. Oh my God. Area. Yes, we have them. But like we do too, but it's not like something we're actively like aware or, you know, I'm not teaching the kids every day to be scared of rattlesnakes, but like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to live there. Sorry. Yeah. So like if we're in any brush that's taller or CRP, like we have to tell them watch for snakes. You need to be watching for snakes. Bart the other day was loading his planter and he said, I kept hearing a weird noise. So I went and shut off the air compressor on my planter to see what was wrong. And he came back and he like inches from stepping on a rattlesnake right where our kids would have been when we got there to bring seed so I was okay with him getting it killed before we got there uh yeah but I told him I said if you would have gotten bit I had nothing to help you like I didn't have any Benadryl or anything so I thought it was good to start carrying that yeah that's a really good tip there was actually a boy in Bodie's class that got bit two years ago he would have been four and he got bit he, he like was out it? playing in their backyard. Yeah. And he was in bad shape. They had to, you know, and every hospital around here only carries one antivenom because it's so expensive and it expires fast. So he got antivenom and I think he had to go to children's hospital for quite a while. Um, that's horrible. I hate sad stories about kids. Oh, it's scary. I also have on here that accidents can happen to anyone and everyone. You're not an exception. You're not superior you're not you're not invisible to any accident. So talking safety, talking scenarios, talking about how scary things happen or what have happened to people. Like we explained to the kids that Bodie's friend got bit. It's very possible. Um, so that so that everyone knows they do happen. That's knowledge is priceless, and so that's why I do this. It it really is. And I've learned so much from different areas of the world. So. I think the, well, here, I found these statistics before I jump back in. So farming statistics on just the danger of it. um, Fatal injuries in 2017. And of course I did not cite this source. It was on a like occupational hazard website to where it, it rated everything that based on its severity of like hazard. So it could have been, 
um, anywhere from a janitor to a farmer to a pilot. Like it loved, it based all the major jobs. So right. farming in fatal injuries. So death is 24 per 100,000 workers in farming and farm worker. Uh, in 2017, there was 258 fatal injuries and 180 non-fatal injuries. And one thing they said about farming injuries is that most of the time, which 258 over 180, a lot of times when there's accidents in other occupations, they're not necessarily fatal. And so in farming, a lot of times, like if you are in a serious accident, you have a higher rate of dying because the accidents are so serious, like PTO shafts and grain bin entrapment and uh, equipment just malfunctioning mm -hmm. and things like that. So it says a surprising, oh here, a surprising 58.9% of injuries resulted in death that year. Mm -hmm. And that's very common. So, you know, you have a 58% if you're in an accident of dying, which is in a really bad statistic. High. Yeah. Not in our favor. <laughs> no, it's not. So then speaking of getting caught a PTO or something, um, a nurse suggested first aid kits, which we do in every vehicle, fire extinguishers in every vehicle, which we do. And then she highly suggested getting tourniquets. She said that if something were to happen that you get cut or, you know, you get hung up in something, she said a tourniquet can not only save your limb, but save your life. So like a, I don't even know what a tourniquet is. Like that's how, so you know, like, like you see those army shows, they tie something off really tight, oh, yeah. like above the main artery. That's what it is. Oh, or you could them? use a belt. So they have tourniquets on Amazon and I can post it on my stories that I ordered. She said, make sure you get a good one because, and they were like 15 bucks, but that like, so we each have one in our pickups now. Interesting. That's a, that's a good idea. We did do first aid kits for the first time. They're very basic. They have like antibiotic ointments, some eye drops, they have band-aids and like the very minimum. And I put extra like paper towels. I folded up paper towels in the bottom of them. And Jordan's like, I'm, these guys are going to think these are silly. And I'm like, when they need eye drops, <laughs> they're going to get something in their eye. eye. <laughs> yeah. We, and actually we, I don't remember if it was, we have two hard men. One of them actually had to use their first aid kit to get a bandaid or something. And I'm like, huh? Sucka. You're welcome. You <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, let's move through this. I feel like we're we're hanging on, but these are great, great safety tips. Um, never walk under trailers or between trailers. That's a huge no-no in our world. And I think too, like teaching your kids to stand close to you or listen well when equipment is moving. Like we, it, we just started letting the kids play outside at the office because I've had them more since coronavirus has been going on. And so they can play outside, but they have to stay on the sidewalk because we have so many equipment, vehicles, mailmen, you name it, coming in and out of our driveway office that we'll have no regard for kids running around in, in the gravel. And so right. um, I think some farms, it's just maybe mom and dad, and then it's easier for the kids to go roam free, but they have to know when equipment is moving, they do not get in any way, shape or form close to it. Right. And I had a mom suggest also that when people come in the yard, whether it's your male person, a piece of equipment to wave really big yeah. to try, you know, try to say hi, let them see you, but don't go towards them. We have to so think how hard it is when you're driving down the highway and you're pulling equipment to see cars behind you. Like think if it was a, a four-year-old. Right. Stuff Ugh. like that's crazy scary. It is scary. 
So then another really good one an EMT gave to me, she said, know your actual legal or road number wherever you're at. Be very aware where you're at. She said, if you call into 911, it's very helpful to get there as fast as possible, obviously. She said, you should also specify what county you're in. Because so like us, if we called in 911 at a few of our fields, we're right on the line. And she Mm -hmm. said, it may send you to the wrong county. You know, it may send you to the wrong county. And the road numbers are very similar, but in opposite spots. Well, and you could, let's just say you're in like County A and you, they, you don't specify that you're in A and they may be sending you a paramedic from County B, but that may be four towns away. Right. Like the main hub of that as to where County A could be, you know, 10 minutes from you. Right. So that, and I never really thought about that. I never thought about that. Now I will say in ours, our, our road signs in Rawls County, they are like Bluebird Lane and, um, <laughs> Ours too. <laughs> so, so that's what they are in that county. But then when you go into the, our next county that we, we farm in, it's literally like the county name, 540, 542, 524. Those are hard for me because I do not know them. Um, yeah. But it's very easy to say like, okay, if I'm on Bluebird Lane, I'm clearly in this county. If I'm in County Road 524, I'm in the They just county. recently changed ours. It used to be like II, but now it's Iron Horse. Or like GG and now it's Gooseberry. Like they've just recently in the past few years changed it, which it's is better. Hard. It is better, but like to change your mindset. Oof. Because in the county over, they're the same way. AA, BB, CC. So it's better that we have different roads. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a good one. So the next one you have is talking about ATVs and UTVs. Um, Even causing death of children, which is which awful. It's so freaking scary. I'll say it again. It's horrible, 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 horrible. We have a um, family around here that a few years ago lost their son. They rolled over. He has been on ATVs his whole entire life. His family sells them. I mean, like, it's like, that's what they do for a living. Mm -hmm. And when he backed up, I think it was either backing up or driving forward. um, The electrical pole line that like holds it to the ground. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you have an electrical pole, it wasn't electricity. Huh? Like a telephone pole? Like a, yeah, like a telephone pole or your light pole, whatever brings electric to your house. And it, it's, it's anchored to the ground by like a big cable. And he backed up over into it and his, the ATV flipped over. And this poor kid died. He's been, his family, like, that's what they do. Like he knows right. ATV safety. Um, and then, I mean, you and I both had close calls with ATVs too. Reese went out to the shed and Jordan didn't know she was coming out there. He did not hurt her or anything, but it was by the grace of God that he turned around and saw her before he backed off, uh, backed the Polaris up. Oh my God. Yeah. And then yeah, Layton, we always go on ranger, ranger cruises and the net, we have netting doors mm-hmm. and the netting broke. And I was like looking the other way and Bodie started screaming and she was like hanging by the net. And I, I ran over her leg and I have no idea how I didn't kill her. I was so, I've never been so scared in my life. Yeah. That's one of those things that we're being very vulnerable telling people. So please don't come at us and say like, you guys are horrible moms because, um, frankly, crap like that happens. And we're just telling you like, FYI, get your life together when you're going to be around an ATV or you like, it's just not. uh, And I had, I had started safety Sunday around then and was like already sharing about ATV, UTV stuff. And then that happened to me like in a split second that happened and it was a complete accident. Obviously I didn't mean to run her over, but it was curious. I I remember calling Bart bawling and he's like, is she okay? I said, yeah, she's fine. And he's like, you need to settle down. Like it was an accident. 
if she's fine, then go in the house, like settle down. But it was terrifying. Um, yeah, not, not fun. So let's, let's move on to propane safety. Cause I think that's kind of one of our main points this time around. So Whitney and I both have been, um, we've partnered with this, the propane education council, um, education and research council. And it Perk. is perk. Yeah. And they made a website called propanekids.com. And so this website is super informational. And so it, so there's also, um, Propane Paul, he's the experiment guy. He does science experiments and it is really fun stuff. Like Bodhi, Kylie and I recorded two weeks ago, obviously, and Bodhi did an experiment, which I told him not to, <laughs> in the kitchen while while we were recording. And like it was repeatedly one, like it wasn't some blowing something up. It was apple cider vinegar and a paper towel, which smelled awful, but yeah. He did it. <laughs> yeah. It, th- when you pull up the website, it is very like kid friendly. It's got lots of colors and you get to basically explore the uses of propane on the farm. And so we are very heavily involved with propane on our farm. Like we have two 30,000 gallon tanks for up here at our home farm. Our sow unit has an 18,000 gallon tank. I mean, they're big, like we use a lot of propane. (laughs) And so, yeah, when they, when they asked me to uh, partner up too. I was like, oh gosh, we use forklifts and a barbecue grill and a fire pit. And they're and like, those are just as important. Well, yeah. And I've never heard of a forklift being powered by propane. What is yours powered with? Uh, diesel, I guess. I have yeah, there, no gas. There are yeah. Like everyone around here has forklift propane. Yeah. You're not the only person who said that yesterday. I had a post, um, on Instagram and people were like, Oh, our forklift. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Also, did you know that the propane under your barbecue grill is not a propane tank? It is a propane cylinder, a cylinder. We, Which we, we don't were, have propane grill either. So, well, we were joking. We're supposed to have high winds, 40 miles an hour. Okay. Right. Nothing. That's mm-hmm. nothing compared to what you're talking about. And people on social media are like, oh, well, make sure you plan a meal that doesn't need to have power. And I'm like, I got my Blackstone powered by propane. <laughs> oh, you do have propane. I so you'll be you fine. You can cook something hot. And it, as long as your refrigerator doesn't get hot, then you're fine. You're good. You're good. Yeah. So we, we would always say like, go fill the propane tank on the forklift. Well, it's not a tank. It's a cylinder. Hmm. So learn something new myself. So it actually uses like a gas, like a cylinder that you'd use for your grill. Yeah. It's just more long. It's like longer. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Well, did you know, Whitney, you know, but listeners, you might not nearly 40% of farms in America rely on propane in their farming and ranching operations to run anything from pumps and engines, heat buildings and dry and processed crops. So that's exactly what we use them for. They propane heats, all of our hog buildings, all of them. I told Whitney that I could not tell you a lot about propane safety, but I could tell you how many gallons and dollars that I spend on propane a year. <laughs> yeah. Did and you know that mowers run on them? I did not know that. No, ours doesn't. Ours is gas. And then Mine's mine, gas too. But we also use propane to dry our crops. We have a grain dryer. So we go through a lot there in the fall. And then we have propane a lot. We have ground source in our house, but we have propane to heat our shops and sheds basically. And my parents have propane for their house. So it's very, very popular. We don't have natural gas around here, maybe in town, but not definitely not out in the country. 
there's a lot of people that run on propane around here too. We actually have a little propane company in in our town that delivers. So, and one thing I like too that the website offers, and then also the propane uh, website itself, the Perks website, besides the kids website, is that it talks about the um, that they're trying really hard to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And environmental stuff is so important in being you know a sustainable energy source. And so to to know that we use so stinking much, then we're also helping to burn a cleaner inner fuel. Um, that's always a positive thing too. Energy efficient. So what else is on the kids website? You can build your own farm, which my kids have done like 400 times. You just, you can add your own pigs, American flag, a barn, yeah. then you can print it at the end. They have farm bingo, which is really good because Bodie just obviously learned to read last year. So he can do that by himself. He just, it pops up, says something, then you click if you have one. Um, they have spot the difference, which really makes them use their brain. They have to find different things in each picture that are yeah, side by side. Uh, uh, science experiments, you mentioned that. And they're, they go kind of anywhere from like super, super easy to like medium. You know what I mean? Like you'll likely have most stuff on hand for most of them, but right. Um, they're fun too. They have the little, the forklift guy. And they have Gabby. She's a little girl that's on there that if you, if the kids get confused, you click her and she'll re-explain what you're supposed to do or where you can go next. Oh, I like that. We haven't explored with the kids too much. I've explored the website a lot. So I'm excited to have this week, have Rhett and Reese really dig into it. Um, coloring pages, which you oh, yeah. can color them on here on the pay, on the website or you and then print them, or you can just print them out white yep. you know what i mean and then have them and color in color. person and we're big color coloring fans here at this house yeah, we are too then there's yep. more games you can do a little bit of everything on it and, and the idea of this is hey you guys are spending way more time at home so why not do something for your kids that's going to teach them something they may not have learned in their everyday life and i think this website is really good for anyone you don't have to be a farmer to explore and learn about propane safety because I wasn't a farmer and we had a propane tank at my house when I grew up my entire life. And probably didn't know anything about it. Other than I wasn't supposed to play around it. And that's where we used to hide a spare key to our house. <laughs> <laughs> of all places. <laughs> right. So a few tips that I learned from the website, especially, I mean, I learned all the stuff from their website. The propane council has a website for like adults. And then there's the propane kids. Um, never place your head near or directly over the valve. A sudden release of the pressure in there could come out and cause serious injury. Never knew that. No. And then always be sure to have propane cylinders sec securely hooked on before turning on, which that one's pretty much a given, but I also didn't know you could use soapy water to see if you have a leak. Yes. Yes. I did know that. So it would bubble. I feel like we use that for more than just propane, like leaks. Like if you have any kind of leak, you put soap there, but that's right. That's a good idea. Um, so I'm very, very uh, guilty of doing this. Store propane cylinders to and from a refill in the upright position. I didn't, I would set it on its side in my vehicle so it would roll oh, around. Really? Yeah. And see, so ours, would, ours, are, ours would roll if we set them on their side. Well, like I just yours? set it in the, in the seat with me. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I was thinking in the back, like in the back end. I'm like, oh, that would just roll around. But yeah, I get it. So I did that one bad. I also never knew that propane smells like rotten eggs only because they add a scent to it. It is odorless. 
Hmm. If that's good. Thank you. Propane creators. Yeah. And I didn't know that kids shouldn't play on them. I mean, that seems like a given, but I did not know that. Right. And they look like if you could get on top of one, it looks like a a fun, right? Horse type. And and I've seen kids, I've seen kids playing on them. So I'll be the one that the crazy mom is like, no, get down. Oh, not crazy. Completely rationally normal. Safety Sunday, mom. So the one thing too that I love, cause I'm super patriotic and I love America. God bless America. God bless the USA, blah, blah, blah. I really do. Like I'm, I could bleed red, white, and blue. Propane is a largely a domestic fuel. So it, more than 90% of the United States propane supplies are produced in the United States. Hala. Hala. Which is impressive. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just cool. I love things that are made in America. I love, I mean, I love the idea that we can support other countries too, and that we can offer products to support like pork. We, we have so much export in pork sales. And so we're actually feeding the world. That's also really cool. But I, I really do like the idea of supporting us based products and in us goods, especially in the fuel farming, things like that. Keeping it here. Okay. One other tip that I did find very good was never leave a like a barbecue grill cylinder mm-hmm. in a hot vehicle. Oh, yeah. Indoors. You should never have them indoors, which I didn't, I would have never thought of that. Ours in an enclosed garage. room, in an enclosed room, you're not supposed to have them there or near any other hot appliance. Store outdoors mm-hmm. and in no heat over 120. We definitely have the heat under control, but the it does stay in like the edge of our garage sometimes. Good to know. Get it out. There you go. Okay. So the quote for today, well, we hope you learned something first of all, or at least you picked up some tip. You can follow Whitney every Sunday and then Montana ranch wife. She also posts on Sundays for safety tips. And if you have any, by all means, send them Whitney's way and she'll share them on Sundays. Uh, we hope you learned something about propane same safety. And if anything, while you're listening and you need something for your kids to do while we're finishing out this, um, more excessive time at home, definitely check out propanekids.com. And it, it really is a very cute website that you can definitely all benefit from adults and kids alike. And it's easy on an iPad or a laptop. Yep. I think we're going to explore us on an iPad because I think my kids just like the idea of touching. Yeah. So the quote for today, when you gamble with your safety, you bet your life. So true. It really is. It's kind of dark, but the truth, the truth. It's stuff that some people don't want to talk about, but we're going to. Yep. Okay. That's all I got. Hey, thanks for listening. Later. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.